We'll be live. Right. We're back. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, internet. We're back again on a Tuesday evening with myself, Matt, Dan and Neil, and the money man, Mr. Dom. So uh, good to be here, gentlemen. I think um, let's just do a bit of a February property market recap, shall we? Last last day of the month. Yeah, 100%. That's so, Oh, yeah, I just realised that. It's, it's the last day of February already. Yeah. Crazy, Long that means it's five weeks until we get paid again. <laughs> I was going to say, long gone are the days where it's like old payday. I have to <laughs> log on and pay ourselves these days. But um, how's how's everyone's months been generally in the market? Yeah, I think um been a bit, a bit of a tale of two halves, actually. I don't know if Neil would agree. I, we've had... A couple of houses, well, quite a few actually, well, three or four or five maybe, a few in Shinfield, a couple in Lower Early that have gone on and absolutely flown out the door and still got great prices asking or higher, which has been superb. Um, I'm really happy with that. There's some great buyers there and prepared. So nothing changed in that respect. Um, but I've had one that's gone re-available. Um, so unfortunately fell through. There's been a couple of those here and there now. It feels like we've had more more maybe not this year than last year, but certainly the current run rate, there'll be a few more than last year. And I think that's to do with maybe some nerves from people. I don't think it's it's realistic, but it is what it is. But the ones that have gone back available aren't getting the same level of interest as they were the first time around. So yeah, it's a bit of a bit of an odd one, but all in all, I think it's been still been a very good good February. It still feels very busy in that respect. Yeah, I've seen the sales which you've had going on the last couple of weeks. And I think those type of family houses the the those kind of moves are people doing it kind of regardless of whatever the headlines are saying they need to move and they're looking for that kind of property yeah yeah i've noticed there's a a lot more people that are in a chain position or sold that have the opportunity to now buy whereas before they were be, be, being pushed to one side and getting a bit fed up with it I'm out to a lot of people now that I'm explaining to them the market now is probably better for you to be selling and moving within, whereas last year it was a, it was a lot trickier for anyone that was in a chain position or, or not in the strongest position to actually get to see a property, let alone have an offer accepted. So it's it's, it's actually better for some people. It's funny you say that, actually. I've, <clears throat> I've shown two people today a property that... Um, that aren't yet on the market, but they're, they're getting everything ready because they want to move. It's about finding the right place. So I think that might be more more so what this year is about. So it's, it's probably actually better for both sides, isn't it? Just a calmer market. There's, there's, there's less chaos on both sides. The buyers have a bit more time to actually find the right property and for sellers are just, like you say, still selling for the same prices. It's just not so chaotic. Yeah, I've said, I've said the same to pretty much all, everyone that I go out and see now. And I think I mentioned it last time. Instead of having 20 viewings and 10 offers, you've got 10 viewings and five offers. So it's just not as, it's, yeah, you bang on, it's not as chaotic, but the properties are still selling and they're still selling for a decent price. Yeah. <clears throat> and in the uh, mortgage world, Don, my kind of perception from uh, just looking at the mortgage market is things are kind of chilling now around 4%. Yeah, yeah, they are stabilising. Um, we had that sort of flurry of activity with some going below four for the lower loan-to-value deals. Uh, I was just checking the, the, the Sonia swaps. Um, 
and they're you know sort of the the, the five year time horizon they're sort of settling at about four percent for to, to swap a variable for a fix and if you go back to the end of january it was three and a half um which implies the market thinks the median's going to be around four um over the and what is what the medium term you know like the five-year horizon um 10 years are still a bit cheaper but most people don't want to tie in for 10 years you, you just you know you're a bit hamstrung really. if the market does turn back in your favor you've got nowhere to go really um so yeah i i think it's a case of um you might see the odd lender that wants to price aggressively to to win a bit of business um but i think we're we're kind of we are where we are now and there might be the odd bit of good news now and again but if you're if you're wanting to do something or you need to do something and you're waiting for you know a miracle back to you know three sub three percent it's not going to happen it's not going to happen can i ask a question why mm. what sonia swap who is sonia and what sonia is it stands for sterling overnight index average right and it's an index that measures the average rate at which um uh money sterling is being lent between financial institutions over specific time horizons so um the simplest way i can describe it is is well bank a lends to bank b at, at, um it says right you can have this money at 4.14 and bank b says thank you very much and we're going to loan that out at four and a half so our margin is is 0.5 um banks don't tend to they do lend their own money but a lot of the time they're they're raising money on the capital market so if you think that if you've got money in the bank if you, if you see a big number on a screen, it's probably not there. They just owe it to you. You know what I mean? If you did try and call it in, um, they'd have to go and get it. So it's that. Um, it's quite complicated. So I'll go into the detail, but that's how it works. Um, and it's obviously something we look at. Uh, we never used to have to look at it because interest rates never changed, right? <laughs> but uh, over the last 12 months, we've come back to normal in, with interest rates changing. So it is, it's worth if you're interested, uh, we can do a session on that separately. But um, it's, it, it, it does tell a story. And if you go back to February 22, um, so the swap rate of a five years today is four point, or yesterday was 4.014. Um, a year ago today, it was 1.523. So that just tells you why money lending is more expensive now than it was before. And that's that's not going to change unless you see marked reductions in in, in the base rate. It won't ripple through into Sonia. Right. Random yeah. question, but well, sort of not random. Are there any banks out there or big banks that do mortgages that never use swap rates because they've got that much money in their bank and would therefore lend it at less or with something different? Is that a, is that a thing? Is it? Um, well, they'll they'll lend that. Well, they'll they'll lend at a prevailing rate, right? But you know, they they a bank has to make return on the money it has. So if you get if you get four percent. Uh, if you're if you're a bank and you part your money with Bank of England, you get four percent return. That's what the base rate is. Yeah. So it's highly likely, unless it unless it was, it, it would be an outlier down, and they'd get mullered basically, and they wouldn't be able to cope with the demand. So it's it's very much driven by yeah. market forces rather than the odd organisation with deep pockets. You can see that in lifetime mortgages. These lifetime mortgages, which is the extra release side, the later life side of, of lending. Um, that's dominated by big, big, very old financial institutions um, with very, very deep pockets and, and very, very big 
funds that they can invest if you like they they don't go crazy they're they're all commercial entities and they'll lend at what they believe is to be a to be a commercial level interesting yeah so i guess you get you get kind of headline deals don't you you mentioned it before don where a lender will reduce the rate get inundated with cases and then have to pull that rate fairly quickly so it kind of makes for a good headline but it's not around for long yeah yeah and that will keep happening basically um you know when as soon as because i'm because i'm sourcing every day you can tell like the longer it goes on that a, a lender sourcing cheapest over a specific loan to value you know that that's not going to last forever because they're just going to get mullered basically for everybody that fits their criteria there's an app going in and they've got a you know they, they'll just turn the tap back off think like well, we've lent enough now service is under pressure we're just going to turn the tap off and then you know, you press the button again and the next one that appears at the top is going to get mullered. And so the cycle continues, basically. You know, we're just, we're always chasing after the best deals and um, that's how they manage them. Cool. Well, let me do a little screen share. You know, I love, you know, I love a screen share. I don't know if you can see this or I can zoom in here. This is from Zoopla released today. Everyone can yeah. see it, right? Yep. Um, which shows down here we've got demand, we've got the number of sales agreed, flow of new supply and stock for sale. So the purple is now versus a year ago. And then the black is now versus 2017 to 2019 average. So compared <laughs> with last year, so demand is demand is down, buyer demand is down, stock is up. Mm -hmm. Actually looking at before COVID. What everyone's calling the the normal years stock is slightly down demand is slightly up so i'm looking at it and thinking well actually we're just going back to normal everybody knows you know interest rates now it seems like a stabilizing as we said the crazy times of the covid boom are over but it's definitely not the doom and gloom we were reading about a few months ago no it certainly feels like that it feels just like it was pre-pandemic <laughs> so we've gone through a three-year crazy period haven't we pretty much and we've settled down it feels i like. think the i think the thing that's going to take people a while we talked about this before it's going to take them a while to get used to is that interest rates are not rock bottom and they won't be you know we're, we're back to the median as it was before financial crash and i'm almost every day i'm having conversations with borrowers who have only ever known rock bottom rates since 2008 when the financial crash happened. So it's just going to take a while for people to get their head around that. You know, this that was not normal. You had it good while the going was good. And now, you know, you know, is, is something affordable? Well, if the affordability rules allow it, yes, it is. Whether you want to afford it is another matter. You know, if a lender's prepared to lend and it's responsible to lend it to you, that's fine. But if you decide it's not cheap enough, then you're not going to do it. But, you know, everyone's circumstances are different. You know, people will still get married. They'll still get divorced. They'll die. They'll, their rental, their landlord will sell up and they've got to do something. You know, those life realities will still be there, won't they? Regardless of what the interest rates are doing. Yeah. And the Thing that I get when I speak to buyers, and we all have it when you speak to someone, they say, oh, I'm, I'm waiting for prices to come down. I always think, well, what exactly are you waiting for? You know, a 
global financial meltdown, which I think is what some people perhaps hope for. But I just don't think the the outlook is just not the same as it was in 2008. So I just think anyone who's kind of waiting for, oh, I'm going to wait for house prices to fall off a cliff and then buy up, for that to happen, interest rates should have to go up so high. So your your payments, you wouldn't be saving any money anyway. So it's it's not going to happen either, like you said. Yeah. No chance. No chance. I think I um I think you'd get a lot of people just chancing their arm and hoping based on the news that that will be the case. Because I had I had a chap that viewed a property before it went online. He had the opportunity um, based on the seller's circumstances to get it at a good price, um, and I've just tied it up for seventeen thousand pounds more than he could have got it for. So it just shows you shows you the. He, he was chancing his arm in terms of a low low offer or what he thought it was worth, sorry, should I say. And mm. he's about to come in after it's gone on the market and paying a great, great price for it. So Yeah. It's almost I find it's almost the buyers who are prepared to get out in the market when things are bad or or, or the headlines are bad. You know, they're the people who can maybe get a bit of a deal or negotiate more, but it's you know, we're just not we're not in the terrible times like people were predicting. There's still competition out there, that's for sure. Yeah. I think yeah. one thing it leads into though, which is important, <clears throat> um, is preparation still. So we talk we're talking about the rates are different now, they're not gonna change. <clears throat> for people to understand what that actually looks like, you need to prepare yourself and have a conversation to know what you're borrowing. Um I've talked about a couple of live examples I've sent with with Don very recently. Um People want to view and buy a particular property, um, doing their mortgages, and they look like they're not going to be able to get them because a their affordability isn't what they thought it would be, so they didn't understand it. And one of them actually had some issues on a credit file. May didn't think it was a big thing, but actually will turn out to be probably the reason why they can't do anything for six months and miss out on the one they wanted. But if they were prepared already and had these conversations, they'd know when they can move, what they need to save, what their monthly payments would be. So it just goes back to you, doesn't it, Dom, and getting those things ready same thing it's exactly it's exactly what we 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 started out with when we first started these podcasts well it was slap bang during covid wasn't it yeah when uh lenders were being very cautious about who they led to and that kind of stuff um arguably it's it's as complicated now if not more complicated than it was then so the need to do that preparation is is absolutely unbelievable. Maybe we should do a we should refresh that series, um, and just kind of pick a pick an aspect a week and just talk about, you know, if you're a first time buyer or a home mover through necessity and you haven't done if you've not done it before you haven't done it for a while, what do I what do I need? How do I get my ducks in order? Because otherwise, break it down. Um, yeah, you know, you're you're in a in a market where there is less demand, if you like, um, but there's more properties. You know, we all need to be spending time where where you know it's going to work out. We can't afford to sort of filter on the fly. Um, there's always a bit of that, but yeah, I think maybe, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe we should revisit some of that stuff. I think it's um, probably worth us obviously going through, like you said, the preparation side of it um, and breaking it down for people. Just a, a point that I raised the other day with someone is they made an offer which was the same amount as someone else, but their mortgage advisor never came back to me to 
to do my due diligence, whereas the other people's did. So I collated mm-hmm. information and he was saying, is there anything I can do? And this was 24 hours after I tried chasing his advisor and I still hadn't heard anything. So I did yeah. say for future reference, you want to tell your advisor, look, if I'm making an offer on a property, you need to be going back to them and, and giving them the thumbs up, so to speak. So yeah, it's all mm-hmm. okay. Preparation. It's all about your budget. That's what I think is important, isn't it? You can borrow, you could potentially borrow whatever, but it's all about knowing what you want to spend every month. So I, that's the best yeah. thing I think you can do, Don. If you say you want to spend X amount a month and all your bills, everything, you just work it out within that. <coughs> make an but I think people are unaware of what it looks like. So, should we should we do a session on affordability? How's it how's it calculated? How about we do a session on that? I think I'd like to know. I know I did it recently with you, but I still don't really know. So you looked after everything for me. It was great, but I, it'd be good to know what, what it actually means. We're about um, to do that dance as well, Dom, aren't we, with my mortgage this year? So um, I per- think perhaps perhaps I'll do a demonstration. We'll do a screen share and I'll, I'll demonstrate it exactly what yeah. we, the steps we have to go through to to work out what someone's affordability looks like. We could come up yeah. with two fictitious characters. Completely. <laughs> a single 23 year old person who wants to buy something or a f- moving family yeah because there's differences between freehold and leasehold in terms of how those things are calculated impact of credit commitments that type of thing so that 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 that's probably going to be a slightly longer session i would say or we, or we break it up into chunks basically i think let's do that if, would we be able to get we could you know, we go through like an income and expenditure and just like how mm. you know very kind of rough yeah. over of how things are looking because it's it's such a good point about getting your mortgage in order before you go and view houses because i know viewing houses is the fun bit right you want to get through the door yeah. you want to go and look at houses and the mortgage is the boring part sorry don but cool 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 so um any other topics guys mike's asked us for some uh end of month positives um i don't know if we've given many positives we've certainly given some realism i'm flat out more inquiries than i can cope with really but i was I still say, we had a month, didn't we dom you've, you've been really busy yeah. mate you're really yeah. busy I, yeah. I can give some positives some exciting stuff so people who are watching or watching this later don't feel doom and gloom about the market. We've had some awesome sales and some really, really good offers and still a lot of people out viewing. So it's really, really strong. Um, and also we've got some cracking houses. I've got one that's going to go live on Friday, which is just mega three bed semi with a big garden. It's going to be so popular. So keep your eyes peeled. Done a preview on it this evening. And I've got a beautiful house in one of the best locations in Shinfield which will be available to start of next week, filming it on fr- Thursday. Um, it's around 3,000 square foot of property um, in a great spot. Neil knows it's such a good location. So this one's going to be very popular too. So some cool stuff happening. It's all good. Oh, good. Is it, this is the one we're, we're filming on, on Thursday. We're filming Thursday. We're going to get that drone out. We're going to make the sexiest video tour you've ever seen. So yeah, <laughs> dress smart. We're going to be looking, we're going to be on fire. We've got to come up with a movie script for this bad boy. <laughs> you don't need a movie script. One take wonder. Oh, you know, I'm just going to waffle from start to finish and just make it up, but fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, 
Sorry, Neil. Carry on. I was going to say, there's definitely some nice new stock coming on. I've got uh, three, three or four listings. Watch this space coming on in the next few days. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be popping. Still business to be had. Houses to be sold. It's all going on. It's all going on. Cool, cool, cool. All right, chaps. Well, we're going to keep you to 20 minutes. So, should we uh, log off and thank everyone for watching? And then we'll be back next Tuesday. See yeah, you Peace and love. Bye -bye. See you guys.